At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite Lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Spectres, let's go! This is episode 57 of the Mass Effect Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and uh, and Seven the Legend is with me, and he's laughing at me right now. (laughs) Yeah, we were just talking uh, in the pre-show about how uh, juvenile it is to overpronounce the uh, vowels at the end of words. How that's tacky, and the the term let's go is uh, so common now that middle schoolers say it, and so people are just going to not say it eventually. Like within the next year or two, it's going to be one of those things like YOLO that just people just don't say anymore. You know what I think we should bring it back, though. We should start saying, you know what I I think we should say instead of let's go. We should say it's YOLO time. (laughs) It's it's uh, YOLO elite hacks time. It's YOLO o'clock, (laughs) y'all. That's got let's a good just ring butcher to it. old slang and piss people off. Yes, yeah, so let's 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 bring back old slang in a way that's super dumb. Oh my Confidently, gosh. you remember when people said swag? It's yellow time. Swag up. Puh. Oh man, here's one. Here's one from back in the day. You got served. You got served you and pwned. Duh. Pwned. <laughs> Noob. Noobs. Uh, and all. All the variations thereof, nub. <laughs> yes, man, we we got we got a smorgasbord of stuff we can dig into. But anyway, yeah. welcome back, everybody. We this got derailed right at the beginning. Um, we're going to talk about uh, our favorite commander. Yeah, the shepherd. Yeah, so Commander Shepard. So we were talking about Commander Shepard last time, and all of the pre-service histories that you could choose from. Uh, and so we left off talking about who Shepard was before joining the Alliance, but afterward, 
it's a different story, you know, uh, whereas the pre-service histories dictate things like where Shepard grew up and what shaped their early life. These um, psych profiles are more about the events that happened during Shepard's service, which changed Shepard and molded them into the leader they are. Uh, in a way, they are still things that might play into your Shepard's decision-making processes later in the game if you're going for that kind of role-play. Um, so let's just start with the very first one. Uh, you know, in the last episode, Tom, <laughs> we, were make, we were making up voices for uh, each of the, the early game text blocks mm -hmm. that are given to us mm -hmm. in the character creator. And the first one we have here is for War Hero. War Hero. What, what would a, a War Hero sound like? War Hero sounds like... Um, let's go with an unlikely War Hero. What does an unlikely war hero sound like? I don't know. Uh, all I can think right now is John Grissom, but that's not it. Um, yeah. Unlikely war hero, like uh, Morty from Rick and Morty. Morty. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you do a Morty? Like, he's got kind of a high pitched like. like, like oh, geez, Rick. Oh, geez, Rick. <laughs> OK, so wait, who's doing? Are we going to paper, rock, scissors for this? I would rather not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, are you going to do it or am I going to do it? Um, Morty. I, I mean, don't you know if I can do Morty. I I mean, I'm just thinking it. about it. Oh, jeez, Rick. Early in your military career, you found yourself facing an overwhelming enemy force. I guess I'm doing yes. it. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Um, you risked your own life to save your fellow soldiers and defeat the enemy despite the impossible odds. Your bravery and heroism have earned you medals and recognition from the Alliance fleet, Rick. The war hero <laughs> almost single-handedly repelled an attack by Batarian slavers on Elysium, earning the Star of Terra, the Alliance's highest honor, Rick. God damn it. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Rick. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, this explanation in the character creator, I think, is actually rather vague. And so I prefer the codex entry on it. Um, yeah, I, I told you I was going to reference the codex at least once. Hey, so um, I know there's one reviewer somewhere that's like all riled up about that. But, yeah. Oh, um, said codex. Oh, review time. One star. <laughs> furious typing yeah um they can be riled up that's fine um <laughs> good luck to their keyboard um but <laughs> you know technically every shepherd uh served in the blitz but the war hero shepherd we actually know what they did during the battle so this shepherd uh was on shore leave during the attack which is so funny to me like i, I like to think of like shepherd at the bar mm -hmm. knocking some drinks back and then all of a sudden a fucking invasion happens yeah oh man oh oh geez rick why they got attack right now i was just getting relaxed and trying to chill out i was halfway through my moscow mule rick <laughs> <laughs> it's a virgin but at least i was relaxed Oh yeah, uh, I would hope I would hope that Shepard drinks something cooler than a Moscow Mule. <laughs> um, technically, yeah, like I said, every Shepard served in the Blitz, um, but this Shepard's different. Uh, the war hero Shepard rallied the colonists against the raiders after the invasion, 
And uh, Shepard single-handedly, like the character flavor text tells us, single-handedly held the line against this overwhelming force of invaders until reinforcements arrived. Uh, and it was just Shepard, basically, protecting this group of colonists until reinforcements arrived. So, you know, very stereotypical hero, the paragon of selflessness, I alone am holding the line. You know what I mean? Morty. Um, so Shepard is also the recipient of the Star of Terra, which is known in the universe as something like the Earth's uh, Medal of Honor. Um, and it makes Shepard a celebrity. Uh, Shepard is also the only known recipient of the Star of Terra in the Mass Effect universe. I don't think that we know of any others, but there probably are others. Nice. Good John job. John Grissom would have to be one. <laughs> Good job, Commander Shepard. Okay, so next we have Soul Survivor. Before we move on to Soul Survivor, oh. I just want to say that I'm I'm compelled to make a Morty Shepherd now. <laughs> <laughs> Morty Shepherd. Mor- Morty Shepherd. There's got to be a mod uh, for that, right? A war hero that Morty replaces Shepherd. like Shepherd's dialogue with Morty she- Morty dialogue. There's got to be one, <laughs> or at least if a Morty face. I feel like it's pretty easy. Like you just rip the audio files and put them in there. But Rick um, and Morty mass effect mod. Uh, Oh my God. Is there? Oh my God. Minimal effect looks like a Rick and Morty version of mass effect. And I'm down with that. Wait, this is an entire game. (laughs) It's an entire game. It's an entire game. That's like a mashup of Rick and Morty and Mass Effect called Minimal Effect, a role-playing game. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, um, God. And they've just made it on the lore cast. <laughs> I guess it's already out. This must have bombed because I've never heard of it. Well, go look it up, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, weird. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> so about Soul Survivor. Uh, what's it, what's uh, the Soul Survivor sound like? I'm thinking Jason Statham. Oh, I was thinking somebody who just barely survived, and so they're just like <laughs> on the death door. <laughs> they're like, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, dur- during your service, a mission you were on went horribly wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'll do it. Yeah. Trapped in an extreme survival situation, uh, you had to overcome, fuck, physical torments <laughs> and psychological stresses that would have broken most people. Uh, Surprise, they're you, actually broken. <laughs> yeah. You, you survived while all those around you fell, and now you're alone to left to tell the tale. Uh, the sole survivor's unit was slaughtered in a Thresher Maw attack on a coos. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're making light of trauma. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it is a video game, but yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, as much as we joke, uh, the lasting psychological effects on surviving something like a Thresher Maw attack that killed everyone but you would be insane. Oh, God. Yeah. Like the human psyche. I think this is one of those things that we think uh, we don't think enough about, especially when we're young, is how fragile our, our psyche is. Um, it's one of those things you realize as you get older. Is that like the stress of your life really does build up and going through moments like this genuinely will have lasting effects on you. And you tend to think like, ah, nah, it's fine. I'll shrug it off. Like, think about it like this. You 
in your life will lie awake thinking about that dumb thing you did when you were 13 years old and you will still regret it, right? Even though it has no lasting effect on your life. Now imagine being attacked by a thresher ball like group like this is going to have a lasting effect on your psychology yeah and yeah. you know <laughs> I, I haven't been through anything nearly as traumatic as a giant uh, toothy worm eating my entire unit um, but I have been through uh, a couple of you know traumatic experiences and you know I've been in a car crash that I probably should have died in um, yeah. Wow. And I remember, you know, right after it, I, I don't really have this problem anymore, but I remember right after it for a while, um, every time I'd close my eyes, it would replay like, yeah, over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like it was insane. I couldn't stop it. Um, uh, it eventually went away, but it was, I, I think better. probably that's like a hallmark of a traumatic event. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I see. Thanks. Uh, Meiji Moose says, thank the maker. You made it out, buddy. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I should have died. Definitely. Basically long story short, I was going like, you know, freeway speeds. I was within the speed limit, but I hit a patch of black ice. Mm. I spun out. Uh, I had to willfully, like I knew I had to hit the shoulder to slow down before something else bad happened. Uh, and it ripped off the driver's side of my car. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, uh, totaled my car and somehow I walked away without, uh, without a scratch from that. Um, and that experience, I, I just remember like it all went by very quickly. And, uh, I remember thinking I have to hit the shoulder. And then once it was over, um, I like stepped out of the car, like I had to push the door real hard, but I stepped out and I just kind of like stepped away from the car and I was like, holy shit, like that just yeah. happened. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And like, I remember like for like months after that, I'd close my eyes and like just replay the event. And that's a and, car, not a thresher mall. Right. And I was alone. Right. I didn't see people die. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just the thing is that like human beings are way more fragile than we or Our psychology is way more fragile than we than we assume. Yeah. And, like, and, and we th we th probably think of these things because we, we feel indestructible until all of a sudden we're not. <laughs> Where we are very abruptly reminded that we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not. And yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I can imagine with Shepard's experience with this, there isn't a moment that goes by that Shepard doesn't remember it. Absolutely. Absolutely. He probably thinks about it yeah. all the time. You know, there's nights that he lays awake and, and, you know, can't fall asleep because his mind plays this back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you combine this with what we talked about last episode, the survivor, uh, the, the colonist background, you know, surviving that slaver attack where you see your family die and everything that you love destroyed. Imagine a shepherd who had been through the colonist background and then once en enlisted in the military and then had all of their unit destroyed and killed by a thresher mob, but they made it out. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. The level of trauma that that shepherd would be carrying is insane. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I'd be worried for them. <laughs> I'd be very worried. Uh, <laughs> Let's not says that is my shepherd. Jeez. That is my shepherd. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're not alone. Let's yeah, not. Statistically speaking, uh, that's like one sixth of people's shepherd. What is the chances of that? One out well, of six, you know, one we one actually of... have the statistics on that later. Okay. Yeah, we'll go over that. Um, okay, man, man. So, okay, so next on the list is Ruthless. Yes, Ruthless. ruthless. Uh, so, like, the Joker. <laughs> oh, God. 
throughout your military career. Oh, so you're going you're going with uh, yeah. Dark Knight Joker. <laughs> or we could also do uh, we could also Batman. do Bane. Uh, beat me. <laughs> I can do Bane. Bane. Do you want to do Bane? I'll do or, Bane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Throughout your military career, <laughs> you have held fast to one basic rule. Get the job done. <laughs> you have been called cold, calculating, and brutal. <laughs> your reputation for ruthless efficiency makes your fellow soldiers wary of you. Batman. But when, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but when failure is not an option, the military always goes to you first. And they never cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> the ruthless character sent three-fourths of his or her unit to its death and murdered surrendering batarians on Torfin. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, he was I talking was into a cup. Anybody who wasn't able to see that, he had a, yeah, he had a um, cup. Actually, up. I always just put my hands to my face. Oh, Batman! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was just wondering why you would shoot a man in the face before throwing him out of a plane. <laughs> I feel like that works for ship for for Mass Effect too. That quote. Um, mm. Mm. I was born in space, molded by it. <laughs> yeah. I was born inside the Threshamer, Batman. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Super gross. Um, <laughs> molded, so, molded by <laughs> as, as, as funny as it is, and as much as I like doing that Bane impression, um, the ruthless one is kind of a fucked up background. So uh, basically two years after the Scalian Blitz, which we talked about last week, the Alliance um, retaliated against these criminal gangs in the area. And they led a mission against Batarians on an underground facility on a moon called Tor Torfin. Um, and Shepard led the ground team on that mission uh, into the tunnels because the, these Batarians were so far underneath the surface that they could not bombard them from space. They couldn't get them from the ship, so they needed to send in the ground team, which is incredibly dangerous. Uh, we know this tactically from uh, you know missions <laughs> that were in wars like Vietnam. Uh, when you send in a ground team into tunnels, which they're not familiar with, you're probably going to walk out empty-handed. Uh, if you walk out at all, <laughs> if you walk out at all. Yeah. yeah. And so Shepard leads the ground team on this one, making the call to put his team through the meat grinder just to make sure that every Batarian died there. Like what a hard ass, uh, doesn't yeah. give a damn about his own team. Apparently as long as the enemy dies. And so, uh, and this was a key battle for the Alliance in settling the region. Uh, even though the Alliance saw heavy casualties, Batarians everywhere around Citadel space uh, started retreating. Because I would too if I found out about this mission. Wow, the Alliance doesn't give a damn. Like, <laughs> their soldiers are going to kill all of us no matter how many of them die. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Pretty brutal. Uh, Shepard was made into someone to be feared after this, uh, nicknamed the Butcher of Torfin. The Butcher of Blaviken. Is exactly what I knew you were going to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, like the Witcher, right. Witcher. 
Ah, it's the butcher of Blaviken. Aye, Witcher. Yeah, wait, maybe we should have read the ruthless thing in that. We don't want your kind here, Witcher. Hmm, fuck. <laughs> uh, Wind, wind's howling. <laughs> Throughout your military career, Witcher, you have held fast to one basic rule. Get the job done. <laughs> you butcher. <laughs> It works for witchers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shepard is, unsurprisingly, uh, pretty disliked around the Milky Way after they do this on Torfin. Um, and we know this because we overhear in Mass Effect 2 that uh, after Shepard's death, the Alliance places the Shepard Memorial Flame on Torfin. Something to commemorate, you know, here's where Shepard made Shepard's brutal stand. I don't know. Weird thing to commemorate, but yeah. Shepard's dead, so they put it there. Uh, and people try to extinguish the flame in protest. And when it's revealed that Shepard's actually back from the dead, the protests increase. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's how much they don't like him. Put that or flame her. out. The butcher's back. <laughs> Yeah, this like people Ended. are like, hey, this this uh, this soldier was a dick and did terrible things. Maybe we should not commemorate them. Mm -hmm. Usually, mm -hmm. those kind of protests don't happen for hundreds of years after that person dies. Uh, but maybe things are sped up in the future. That would make sense. Yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, yeah. It does seem weird, but yeah. Well. You know, all the pre-service histories get their own unique missions, uh, but we're talking about the psych profiles today. And the psych profile missions are all available to every player, no matter what you choose. But you get unique dialogue options and potentially unique outcomes if you do the mission associated with your chosen psych profile. Okay, so why don't why don't we explain this? Because with choices and permutations of things, it can get kind of confusing if we talk about it in the abstract, right? So, yeah, let's dig in. Yeah, so let's let's just start with naming the three missions. So number one, UNC uh, Dead Scientists. It has special dialogue options for sole survivors. And basically, the Dead Scientists mission is all about... Uh, the attack on a coups uh and if you're a sole survivor you get different choices but basically you find out that there is someone who has been killing these scientists and you need to find out who and why and so you go to this this uh planet and you can basically catch someone in the act and it turns out that it is someone named uh tombs and if if you are the sole survivor, things can things can turn out differently for catching tombs, annihilating these scientists. Tombs will recognize the sole survivor, Shepard, and Shepard will recognize tombs, hmm. which means that the Cerberus scientist who has been uh, trying to convince you that this guy is just crazy, like he has no idea what he's talking about. And, and meanwhile, tombs is telling you, no. Do you remember the mission on Akuz? Uh, you know, we went to inspect this uh, distress signal, and then when we got there, you know, this thresher maw erupted from the ground and killed all of us. Yeah, well, it was actually fucking planned. That's what Tombs is saying. Mm. And 
Toombs says this, no matter whether or not you are the sole survivor, but it has a personal impact if you are the sole survivor. Right, because you were there, right. Right, so if you're the sole survivor, this the scientist saying this guy's insane doesn't really hold a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, oh, really, you know? Yeah. Uh, much weaker argument trying to convince <laughs> Shepard. Um, so soul survivors cannot solve this mission. There's a few ways that you can solve the mission, uh, first of all. And one of those, uh, if you're not a soul survivor, is by shooting tombs. But if you are a soul survivor, you cannot shoot tombs because, you know, you thought tombs was dead. Mm. But tombs is not dead. And it just turns out that tombs was indeed abducted by these scientists. That's what tombs is claiming anyway, that he was abducted and conducted research on by these scientists for Cerberus. So another heinous thing that we hear, another heinous accusation against Cerberus. Um, Imagine that. And and uh, this is still in Mass Effect 1, you know, this is still in Mass Effect 1, so we don't really know a lot about Cerberus at this point, but yeah. um, soul survivors can't shoot tombs. So the only way out of this mission without having tombs kill the scientist and then himself is by using charm or intimidate options. If Interestingly, you're a survivor, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You got to charm your way out, and basically, uh, it's impossible to get Tombs to not kill himself if he kills the scientist. Gotcha. Uh, it's almost impossible. There's a lot of different permutations here, but but more or less, soul survivors. It's different for them because Tombs recognizes them, and Shepard recognizes Tombs, right. and you cannot solve the mission just by shooting tombs. This is just what it comes down to. Yes. And interestingly, in Mass Effect 2, depending on your choices, if you somehow get tombs to spare the scientist and tombs lives, then the scientist is given a plea deal for working with the Alliance in investigating Cerberus. So mm. the Cerberus scientist gets immunity. And more or less, tombs' testimony is believed. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but if you save tombs and spare the, or I'm sorry, if you save tombs, but not the scientist, then tombs testimony is disregarded for lack of evidence. Hmm. Yeah. So they're like, you know, well, this guy sounds crazy. Nice basically. story, buddy. Yeah. Right. So nothing happens. So something to consider there. And in mass effect two, if you save tombs, he emails Shepard that he's incredibly disappointed to hear that that Shepard is now working with Cerberus. Right. And if Toombs comes across any Cerberus personnel, including Shepard, Toombs will not hesitate to kill them. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool how the kind of ramifications kind of play out. Yeah, tons of different options there. Uh, tons of different ways that you can kind of like uh, solve that mission. But if you are a sole survivor, you got to talk it out. You're not going to be able to just kill Toombs. Uh, and that leads us to the next mission, which is UNC Espionage Probe. This is most closely related to War Hero Shepherds, and a little part of me thinks that this mission this mission was meant for War Hero Shepherds, but then they opened it up afterward hmm. to everyone. Um, honestly, for War Heroes, it's not that different in terms of gameplay for War Hero Shepherds. There's so the mission is that basically uh, Admiral Hackett contacts Shepard and says, hey, you know, during the first contact war, there was this uh, plan from the Alliance where we, re we released these probes with nuclear warheads on them. 
and not all of them were recovered. In fact, we have just found one whose uh, homing beacon has just came on and we need you to like go on this top secret mission and recover this thing so that it's not, it doesn't blow up and then metaphorically and literally blow up in our faces. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And uh, so Shepard goes and it turns out that this homing beacon is like the warhead is for some reason within a mine. So like a, like a excavation mine. Right. Um, so Shepard goes into the mine and then as soon as Shepard goes in with Shepard's squad, it turns out that they're all trapped because someone has blown up a detonation, detonation charge behind them. And now they're in this mine trapped with this active warhead, uh, which has been set for a timed detonation by none other than Alanos Haliot, who is the person who uh, planned the Skillian Blitz. So, Halia was supposed to be a Turian, uh, but those who played the original Mass Effect before Legendary Edition might have seen a hologram of a human being uh, pirate, but supposed to be a Turian, and Halia was the one who planned the Blitz and was, like, kind of in charge of the Blitz. So, for for war hero Shepard, this is like, ah, my nemesis, you know? Mm-hmm. This is like, ah, you again. Mm-hmm. And Halia does say something basically along the lines of, this is for what you did on Elysium. This is for embarrassing us. But not a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Twisting. Blasted, Shepard. I've finally (laughs) foiled you. You've walked right into my trap. (laughs) Exactly. While twisting his mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. I have tricked the hero and now I will kill him. And I'll be, (laughs) surely I will. I will gain prestige in my villains. I have set the timer for 15 minutes and I will walk away and assume you will die. Goodbye, Shepard. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So Shepard, you know, I don't think it comes as any surprise. Shepard disarms the bomb. (laughs) And uh, but if you think of the internal dialogue that Shepard must be having, you know, I guess it could be different for more hero Shepard's but not all that different. It's just kind of like this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that different. Um, maybe, you know, that's because like I said, the mission feels like it should have been a war hero specific mission that you could not play if you chose uh, ruthless or soul survivor. It feels a lot like a mission that you would have only been invited to if you did war hero. Right. And then they decided to just open it up to everybody and just change around some of the details a little bit. That is how it feels. That is how it feels to me. Uh, because like, there's so many things that it's just like, you know, and 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 the same goes for the other two missions for soul survivor and ruthless that I'm thinking my personal theory is that they had these missions that were specific for each psych profile. Mm -hmm. But then at the last second, they just decided, "Mm, let's, uh, let's open them up for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. who knows, um, regardless of what happens, the end of the mission, Holly, it dies. And so there's the lasting effect, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not really different. The lasting effect for war heroes or not war heroes. Either way, Holly, it dies. You, you disarm the bomb, you escape the mine and, and you kill Holly because yeah. he's there waiting. Um, okay. All right. So. so there's one more, right? So there's, uh, yes. What's this last one? There's one more called Major Kyle, UNC Major Kyle. For Ruthless Shepherds, this one is much cooler. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Basically, we are told by Hackett, I think, I think it's Hackett, uh, that there is a former Alliance officer who was disgraced and discharged, and he leads a cult now of biotic, uh, uh, basically a biotic commune. And two Alliance officers were sent to him because he was causing some trouble and they were kind of worried about him. And they, they sent two Alliance officers to talk with him, and those Alliance officers never came back. And so Hackett tasks Shepard with going to check him out. Um, turns out that Major Kyle not only served at Torfin and lost a ton of people under his command, but he, he was Commander Shepard's commanding officer mm. during Torfin. Mm-hmm. That's how he lost those people because Shepard led them into the mine or into the tunnels and didn't give a damn about them and put them to the meat grinder. So, and, and, and uh, Major Kyle didn't take it well. Has serious PTSD after that, and uh, the depression. Shepherd, bad move. <laughs> yeah, he was... yeah. I mean, like Shepard's actions made Kyle have a mental breakdown. So it makes sense why, in this scenario, in in the ruthless Shepard scenario, why Hackett would ask Shepard to go speak with Kyle because it's like, hey, you have this personal connection. You know, <laughs> right. uh, you, I, maybe Kyle's going to listen to you. Um, so his, it also makes sense, you know, why Kyle's mental breakdown and exit from the Alliance into being a cult leader, uh, would work with this psych profile. Right. And again, I think more evidence that all of these psych profile missions were supposed to be specific and then opened up after the fact. Yeah. Uh, because it does it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense with a war hero or a soul survivor why you'd be asked to go do this yeah that makes sense yeah um once you get to the biotic compound getting through the door is a lot easier if you have the ruthless background because you can just tell the guard that the kyle that kyle knows you mm-hmm, right like, <laughs> right. Like, like it's cool man i'm his friend it's cool it's cool we go we go way back together we did terrible things together just let me in we go like way back like longer than you've ever been alive <laughs> we're bo- we both we're both from the thresher mall <laughs> <laughs> look we knew each other like back when you were a baby so don't even worry about it um yeah that's i mean who do you know here <laughs> kyle uh kyle kyle oh cool all right i'll open up the door <laughs> yeah like kyle and i are like best buds <laughs> Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you don't, if you don't do this, you need to pass a charm or intimidate speech check. And uh, I think if you don't, I've never done this part. Um, if you don't succeed, do you just blast your way in? I think that's pretty much what happens. Like, what else like, do you do? I, I think if you don't, you have to hack your way in. But then when you hack your way in, you have to kill everyone. Right. So I think that makes it a lot harder. I've never actually not passed the speech check or not had the ruthless dependent background. So I started blasting. Yeah. So anyways, I started blasting. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, After that mission, though, um, the mission doesn't really, or after that, after passing through the door, the mission doesn't really change that much. Aside from Kyle addressing Shepard as the butcher of Torfin. Uh, Although getting past the door in a peaceful way is much more helpful for trying to resolve this entire situation peacefully. So I guess you could say that having the ruthless background, you don't need to have that immense speech check to pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
it helps you in yeah. that way. Two girls says so, you blast your way out. You get in no matter what, but then you might have to blast your way out. So, oh, right. Ex- exactly. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so Shepard was Kyle's executive officer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shepard was transferred to be Anderson's executive officer mm-hmm. on the Normandy. Right. How are you feeling if you're Anderson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not great, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to know how our how our listeners are feeling about all of this. Um, but you guys can let us know on our on our Discord server. But we're going to transition to the mid break, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the shepherd. I hope you guys have been enjoying. We'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. So, first of all, big thanks to all of our patrons. You guys are freaking amazing. Just wanted to shout out and say thanks so much to all of you guys for supporting the show. And to all of our tier 5 patrons, because you guys get shout outs every week. Our Commander Shepherds, Hula the Fool, 
Commander Shanko, Mighty Talos, Apollo, and Pipe Man, and all 46 of the rest of you, or at least 46 of all of you, because that number is included in the total number, which math. So, but thank you to everybody. If you've uh, enjoyed the show and you want to make us feel good in the wallet, hmm, because wallets have feelings too, go to patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast and check out all the different tiers where you can help support us because we do this as part of what helps pay our bills because this is a like professional thing because we are part or full time professional podcasters. So, um, you also get cool stuff like t-shirts and get to join us on future episodes of the show, which are coming up very soon, by the way, because if you're listening to this version of the show, which probably came out for ye for most people on the 20th, then the uh, patron episode of the show will be on the 25th because that's the last Monday of the month. So you still have some time to sign up and join us on April 25th to talk about whatever it is that we've all agreed on is the topic of this month. And I don't know what it is yet because we're recording this ahead of time because Sam is going on vacation. So if you want to know what that is, let us ask some questions. We'll be on the discord talking about it. And we'd love to have you join us. Tier four or higher patrons can join us. And uh, we'd love to answer your questions. So don't be afraid to, you know, come come join us on the Discord. We'll, we'll answer some questions. Also, we hit a milestone, Sam. Yeah, we did. We uh, we hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. Woohoo! So if and you want to see our glorious faces, I promise we are better looking than Batarians. Can I claim that? Yeah, that's better looking than a Batarian. That'd be a great shirt better looking than a batarian at least one of us is i'm not going to tell you which one <laughs> you're gonna have to go find out but uh if you want to help us we're halfway to a thousand which you need to be in order for us to actually hit official youtube monetization status which is very helpful to us on youtube and you can also just watch the live or recorded. you can watch the recorded versions of this the live versions are on the robots radio youtube but then the recorded versions all go over to the Mass Effect Lorecast YouTube. You can search for it. It comes right up. And um, we'd love to have you subscribe to that if you want to help us out. So that's uh, five. We're at 500. 500. Five big ones. That's awesome. So thank you to everybody who, who has hit that subscribe button. And that's all we got for the mid break. But uh, why don't we head over to the rest of this? Because what what are we going to be talking about next? So, uh, basically, you know, you had brought up, uh, I wonder how much, what percentage of people did this, mm -hmm. uh, or all of the different, um, you know, uh, permutations and combinations of the psych profiles and the pre-service histories. We've got a lot to talk about. Cool. All right. Well, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. So we've got tons of different choices here for the origins of Shepard, right? Different permutations and things, kind of like I mentioned before. Is yeah. there an arguably canon one? Yeah, kind of. Um, if you consider, so when you're making a Shepard, there's a quick start option. And if you consider what the quick start preselects for you to be canon, then Shepard is canonically an Earthborn orphan and former gang member turned soldier who survived the Thresher Maw attack on Akuz. Uh, 
and named John or Jane, depending on if you chose male or female. Okay. So that's the canon one, if you consider Quick Start to be canon. I guess that's about as close as you can get. As close as you can get. I think they, 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 they tried very hard not to add a canon one. However, I will say that uh, a lot of the war hero and spacer options feel like they did a lot like they they put a lot of work into those like like the whole background of shepherd holding off a wave of people in on a coup or not on a coup on elysium and the uh the spacer background with having all the different inter- interactions with hannah shepherd and your mom that one feels very thought out so mm-hmm. it feels kind of like maybe that one was supposed to be canon i don't know i think there's an argument there um yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they debated it all the way up until launch, you know, like which of these should we go with as default? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing ultimately a project lead probably said, no, we're not really going to make any one of these default. Mm-hmm. So don't get too attached to them uh, because it's going to be up to people's choice. But maybe some writers who were tasked with writing some backgrounds just were like super into it and they, they wrote more. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, divided up the project. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so. Oh, did you have something else you want to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, like we've talked about with the interaction and combination, you can choose one of three pre-service histories and you can choose one of three psych profiles and those two are not mutually exclusive. So there's a total of nine different combinations for archetypes of Shepard. Right. So nine or three times three. So nine. Right. Yeah. That's that's how the math works out. Um, Okay. So we've talked about all the different backgrounds for Shepard and how we play. um, But. uh, Let's let's talk about how the community plays. Like we've talked mm-hmm. about how we play. How how does the community play? Um, didn't Bioware release some of the stats on this? I remember they put out some info about this. Like, what do we know yeah. when it comes to the like the community at large? Yeah. So according to some updated statistics uh, from Mass Effect Legendary Edition gameplay, uh, and this is as of July 27th, 2021, uh, 32% of players played as female Shepard, while 68% played as male Shepard. Uh, 52% of those players, so a little bit over a majority, chose Earthborn. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, 27% chose Spacers. And the rarest was colonists at 21%. I'm interested that so many chose Earthborn. 52%. Yeah, maybe because it was familiar. When -hmm. you were describing all the the quests, and I was trying to think back to my first playthrough, I think Earthborn was my my original one. You know what's interesting? I've never Mm -hmm. chosen Earthborn. Yeah. I never have. I need to. Like, I definitely need to. Yeah. Um, but I know that because when I was researching the quest, I was like, I, I've never done this. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. Yeah. So I need to choose it. Um, 44% of Legendary Edition players had chosen the survivor, the sole survivor psychological profile. Mm-hmm. 43%, so just a little bit fewer, chose the war heroes path. And only 13% chose Ruthless. I'm happy to hear that. Mm. I'm happy to hear that only 13% of people chose, mm, I'm going to be the total dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But I'm guessing most of those people were like, well, I've never chosen this before, so. Yeah, possibly. Or they just kind of picked I, at random. 
True. That's true. I, I picked Ruthless because I never picked it before and I'm playing a Ruthless background right now, but I like to play it like people like my reputation got ahead of me and people don't actually understand the whole story and they think I'm a way worse person than I actually am. So uh, yeah. 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 Like misunderstood Shepard. Right. I get you. Yeah. Um, and what people may not have known uh, is that depending on your combination choice of pre-service history and psych profile, you could very well be setting up your shepherd for the, from the get-go to be more Paragon or Renegade. Mm. It's not exactly told to us, like explicitly in the game, but the game prescribes certain amounts of points, Paragon and Renegade, to each of these choices, with the three options of each category having a Paragon, neutral and renegade choice and so it's not like you can min max it right from the beginning yes you can min max yeah so i'll go through the combinations and uh, i'll tell you how many points are prescribed each one okay. so for from the start this is immediately after character creation spacer war hero combination gets 20 paragon points that's the spacer, highest that's the highest we're paragon starting at APL. the top right yeah that is Spacer War Hero. Colonist War Hero gets a little bit less at 15 Paragon points. Earthborn War Hero gets 10 Paragon points. Spacer Soul Survivor gets 15 Paragon and 5 Renegade points. Colonist Soul Survivor gets 10 Paragon, 10 Renegade points. Earthborn Soul Survivor gets 5 Paragon, 15 Renegade points. Spacer Ruthless gets 10 Renegade points. Colonist Ruthless, 15 Renegade points, and Earthborn Ruthless is by far the most Renegade at 20 Renegade points. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. A few takeaways from this. If you want the max Paragon, choose Space or War Hero. Mm -hmm. If you want the max Renegade, choose Earthborn Ruthless. It would also seem to mean. That colon, col, colonist. <laughs> colonist. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be a colonist. Um, colonist soul survivor seems to be the true neutral. Ten paragon, ten renegade. Right. Right. Uh, it would also implicate that Earthborn is the most renegade of the pre-service histories, while Spacer is the most paragon of the pre-service histories right that's not what i would have guessed right off the bat yeah yeah well i guess the earthburn with the whole gang related stuff mm. it's trying to I, it's pushing you to that and that side is being absolutely dark because of the whole i guess i just I, I maybe maybe it's a product of more stories around our time now where someone escapes that life of crime and turns their life around yeah yeah i can see that but you know i i guess it depends on the details we can also think of this uh, in, we can think of it like this. If Mass Effect were using a D&D &D alignment system, because I noticed something right. while I was putting this together, right. that it's threes and threes, right? Right. So, Spacer is lawful. Uh-huh. Colonist is neutral. Earthborn is chaotic. Uh-huh. Okay. War Hero is good. Soul Survivor is neutral. Right. And Ruthless is evil. I, I can see that. Because War Hero, you chose the good path. The Soul Survivor, you simply survived. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you made no choice. You just, you survived simply due to circumstances. And Ruthless, you made, you made an evil choice. Um, and then, yeah, Earthborn, you're, you're doing chaotic things. 
space yeah. where you're doing lawful things. And as a colonist, you're simply doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. You just neutral. like survived again. You, you, you know. just survived. You, you, you played your role in colonizing something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And I can see okay. Earthborn not as evil, but chaotic. Right. It's so against the law, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. Um, right. Whereas Ruthless is, again, evil. But uh, that being said, Tom, uh, mm -hmm. what in the D&D &D alignment system would you say that you normally make your shepherd? So, OK, so if I go back and, and think about by default where I ended up originally, I'm pretty sure I went with Earthborn. I think I went Earthborn. It was either War Hero or Soul Survivor. Okay. I think it was so like you... Earthborn Soul Survivor. So I was kind of on the darker edge. Yeah, you were chaotic neutral. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I normally make my shepherd neutral good or colonist war hero. That was my preferred uh, my, my preferred background mm -hmm. for my shepherd because I just thought it was such a cool story. Like you survive this slaver attack on your your colony you see your parents killed by slavers and then you go on and you overcome the trauma to do these heroic things you know yeah i just thought it was really cool yeah um, and i think in D, D alignment isn't there like an argument that neutral good is the most true good well there's yeah i mean you could you could say that something like you can be blinded by being lawful and and the idea that like you you aren't truly making a choice you're you're simply abiding by the choices that other people have defined for you and that to truly do good you have to be balancing those choices rather than simply following what somebody else has determined is the law right so by simply Definitely. following the law you're not actually thinking anything you're simply just following somebody else's decisions. So are you really making good choices or are you just following a scripted path? Right. And by being chaotic, you know, you're just, you're the you're antithesis. Just you're pushing against the scripted path, but is it, are you still making the good choice? So a, a, a neutral good character is weighing their choices, constantly trying to follow whatever the good is, mm. regardless of whatever the scripted path whatever whatever the law says shouldn't sway you one way or the other you're simply trying to follow whatever the good path is i think yeah. that would it would be roughly what somebody would argue is the philosophy around why why a neutral good character would be seen as what a true what true good it would yeah. actually be right um but you can make arguments to the contrary i mean you, you could say something like well there's a reason why the law is the law and you know in a in a truly good society then the law would be what is truly good and you wouldn't need to yeah. have to make those decisions so why why push against it you know um in fact by by asking those questions you're you're only eating against the decision and by, you know wasting time or you know uh, to, to to choose a chaotic good path would mean that you're 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 simply you know, again, wasting time, pushing against something that doesn't need to be pushed against. You're, is you're, Bat you're focusing on yourself too much. Is Batman chaotic good? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because he's a vigilante, but yeah. he's, he's like, he's catching people who have broken the law. Right. Batman believes in the law because he turns them in mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But he doesn't believe that the law is adequate enough on its own 
more applicable to him more applicable <laughs> to him yeah yeah so um, he's at least neutral i don't know if he's chaotic <laughs> i don't know that's a good question i'd have to think about that yeah i don't know yeah. um but you know i've also done colonist soul survivor uh, which I suppose would be, what, what would that be? Colonist Soul Survivor would be True Neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spacer Ruthless, which was has been an interesting playthrough so far. And honestly, like, yeah, Spacer Ruthless is totally lawful evil. <laughs> that seems, that's interesting. That's, I'm trying to think about the, the weird uh, Waluigi, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wadavido. It was like Wadavido something. Um, but, but I don't, I don't remember what I chose for him either. That's the thing. Like this stuff doesn't stick in my head too much. Once I make the choice, I just kind of go on and play the game and then I make choices based on how I'm role playing my character. Not really what my background was. Um, I don't think about it too much after that. Um, I guess I yeah. could, I could launch the game again and load up an old save and look it up. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I need to try earthborn war hero chaotic good. I need to try that. I've never tried that combination and I, I should, uh, but yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much it for the psych profiles and the pre-service histories. It was, uh, quite a doozy to research with all the different choices and quests and, and missions and whatnot. Uh, yeah, but man. I wanted, wanted to, uh, do this one for Shepard's birthday. Yeah. Happy so. birthday, Shepard. Awesome. And this episode will be coming out like, uh, a week after Shepard's birthday, but we are recording this on the 11th. Yep. April 11th. Yep. Yep. And so that means our next episode is the patron chat. So if you guys want to chime in with what we should be discussing, if you are one of our patrons, then definitely be posting some stuff in the patron chat channel and we'll be uh, brainstorming some things. Maybe we could talk about our, our alignments and our character builds. That could be fun. Defending our uh, why we gave our shepherd the alignment that they did. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. our backgrounds and and which backgrounds we think or which backgrounds we think would be the most canon could even be part of that conversation. Yes, yes. So yeah, well, oh, awesome. And, and uh, since this one's going to be coming out after the fact, uh, happy belated birthday to Ashley Williams. Oh, so yeah. her birthday yeah. is just a few days after Shepherd's. Cool. Happy birthday, yep. Ashley. Well, you got anything else going on? Yeah, uh, as always. Um, so by the time this episode comes out, I will be on vacation, but I will be streaming the following week. So follow me on Twitch at In7TheLegend. Uh, I'm streaming Mass Effect Fallout and Morrowind uh, right now. So two Bethesda games, one Bioware game. But uh, I am going to be streaming on Saturdays, Mondays, and Thursdays, like I said, at In7TheLegend on Twitch. And uh, same handle for Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. All of my stuff and all of the shows on the network, robotsradio.net. If you want to tune in and watch us on a live show, then uh, 1030 on Mondays. I was like, when do we stream on the Twitch, uh, YouTube and Facebook robots radio channels? You can always also catch the live streams recorded on the Mass Effect YouTube channel as well. And I also stream video games and other podcasts on my robots radio channels. And you can always check out all the different shows on the network over at robotsradio.net and my other podcasts. Lots of different lore casts for lots of different shows and other types of shows as well. So if you're looking for more podcasts, go check it out, robotsradio.net. And we'd love to have you join us on the Robots Radio Discord where we talk about this show, Mass Effect, and a bunch of other games. And we play games together and all sorts of other things. So join the community. It is one of the nicest places on the Internet, which is super rare. Because the internet is terrible sometimes, 
a lot of times, but there are 2000 plus people on this discord and they're all awesome human beings, which is super rare. And it's amazing that these people have all found each other. So we'd love to have come, you come join us, uh, especially if you're an awesome person, which if you're listening to this show, you probably are. So come join us. Um, but Sam, thanks for doing this. This has been awesome. You've done a lot of awesome research for this and happy birthday, Shepard. So uh, have a good vacation. I know you're heading out for vacation as we record this. When people are listening to this, you will be on vacation. So you'll be having fun as people listen to this. And I hope you enjoy it. And uh have a have a good time but um we'll see you all next time stay safe out there in the galaxy and uh we'll we'll see you later bye everybody thanks for tuning into the mass effect Lorecast. we'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of mass effect reach out to us on twitter at mass effect cast or check out the robots radio discord also you can send us an email at mass effect at gmail.com Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.